Welcome to Thoughts from the Pickup Line, a financial podcast designed for perspective, guidance, and protection. Created by two family guys, blessed enough to be able to pick up our kids each week, and advisors providing more than financial planning. Each episode, we'll check in with topics on health and wealth, talk investments, and share our motivations and our inspirations that keep us moving forward, as well as our challenges and how we pivot throughout our lives to adjust. Please enjoy this episode's thoughts. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our fifth episode of Thoughts from the Pickup Line. Summer is officially here. There is no doubt about that. It is hot. AC units are going out. Pools are definitely in use, and it is certainly vacation time, and we'll be talking about that a lot this week. So let's get right into it. Uh, but first, I have to introduce the better half of this show, Mr. Brandon Gregg, BG himself. Yeah. How are you doing today? I, I'm doing well, but let's not talk about about vacations and hot and all that. You're sitting with uh, the ocean behind you right now, and you just had to show it before we got started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm sitting in a very fortunate seat. Uh, behind me is the beautiful ocean. I'm down in Panama City, uh, and I don't think it's uh, – there's nothing I can say other than it's stunningly beautiful. You know, I'm really, really fortunate. My uh, wife's parents asked us to go on vacation with them, and they have been coming here pretty much their whole life. It's a big thing for my father-in-law and his family. And so uh, this was planned a really long time ago. And mm-hmm. as you know, like, I don't think I started thinking about it until about a week ago. You know, <laughs> sure. it was one of those things where so much was going on that – um, my father-in-law and Maggie had planned the majority of it. So mm-hmm. pretty much I just had to show up and drive. So, uh, now I'm really getting to enjoy it with a stunningly beautiful white sand beach behind it. Me. It, what you showed me looked really, really nice. So I, I bet you and the family are having a wonderful time. Yes, we certainly are. And, um, more, more than we're just having a great time. Uh, I think it's important to do these things. And I think vacation is super important. It gives you an opportunity to catch your breath uh, and in the past, I feel like I've always been running. It's always been vacation is just an opportunity to take away some of your work job, <laughs> you know, your yeah. at home job or things that are at home. You kind of get to take a part of your life away and mm-hmm. disappear for a little bit and kind of focus on, for me, it always been focusing on more things from work or sure. trying to close up loose ends, some personal things. And this time it's been completely different with four kids. My only job has been swimming. There you go. Um, it's just pretty much pick a kid, get him in the pool, get him in the ocean. And uh, we've been blessed too because they fall asleep really, really well. They're sleeping good, <laughs> which is a nice thing. That's good. Good. All right. Well, let's talk about vacations, man. You know, I think we've been seeing this uh, on a pretty regular basis that folks love to vacation. It's not unique, you know, and we're working in the wealth management world. So we mm-hmm. see all types of vacations. And we also have a tremendous amount of experience looking at how to pay for those vacations and maybe some unique ways to really enjoy vacation that aren't the traditional, let's just stroke a check for a lot of money. So I thought we could kind of do a balance of both some of our go-to pro tips, as well as um, maybe some advice on the financial side, and we can bring in some of our banking history. Sure, sure. Well, let's jump right into that. I think what we can start off with just a, a few statistics And then we can jump into doing some tips around that. Um, I was kind of looking up some different details there just to see what the average costs are. 
And I found a really good statistic and I'll place the, the link on the show notes for if anybody wants to, to look at these different statistics. But um, one of them was that it cost around, I think, 75 to $300 per person per day on average for vacation. Okay, wait, say that again. It's 75 to 300. So you got a big range there per person per day. So let's take the the high end of that would be $300 per person per day. So that can add up really quick. I mean, you're talking on a five-day trip, anywhere between four to $6,000 if you're on that high end. Uh, of course, we're going to share tips later to kind of maybe lower that, that cost there. But on average, across the board, big vacations, small vacations, and this was specific to inside the U.S. vacationing. I thought that was pretty interesting because that that can add up real quick. I actually very briefly thought, okay, so there's Tyler, Maggie, <laughs> start listening off each of the kids. Well, yeah, <laughs> the multiple effect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I complain about this all the time. Folks don't get it. They do get it. I, I just want to complain about it. So sure. if you're listening to the podcast, they, they, they figured me out at this point. So it's overwhelming if you allow it to be. Mm-hmm. That's really where I've come to Having a big family was a decision that we made. This wasn't thrown upon us. There isn't any grand story. Like we wanted to have four children and, you know, we have a multiple of six. Yeah. So, you know, when you're doing the math there, I mean, 75 times seven, right? <laughs> so what's the math on that? 495, 25. So you're looking at 525 per person. That's three grand-ish. So 3150. Yeah. You know, on the low end right, for our family right. would be three thousand dollars, and then the three hundred dollars it's twenty one hundred dollars a person. <laughs> so you're looking at you know twelve to thirteen thousand dollars for a vacation. And I'll tell you, those numbers are right and they're wrong. <laughs> so I mean, it just depends on how you do vacation right. and what type of vacation you want. Right. You know, we certainly know folks that love to travel internationally, and I think if you're traveling internationally, those numbers do become very accurate. Um, for us, like there's no way that we can afford spending 15 grand per vacation. (laughs) And even if we could, I don't think I would. I don't know that I would want to. (laughs) Yeah. Because there's a, there is a lot of value in vacationing and it's easy for me to say, cause I'm, I'm, I'm on one right now. Um, and I, on the flip side of it, I'll also say that, um, it becomes less special, right? If it becomes the same big extravagant Mm. thing every single time. It doesn't become big and extravagant. It's just big at that point, right? So it's the balance. Um, And so let's talk about a couple different ideas on how we can make vacations great. And, you know, we'll kind of dance back and forth between just improving the overall quality of a vacation, as well as just some of our pro tips on things that you can do I mean, ultimately to avoid mistakes that I've made at some point in my life. I mean, that's really what I'm going to share with folks today. So um, my first one, Brandon, and I know we talked about this for a few minutes earlier, but I really think that everybody should consider making a copy of their driver's license, you know, make a copy of a utility bill, you know, those basic identity documents. And whether you take a picture and you keep it on your phone or you can keep it in cloud storage. We actually have the ability to do cloud storage on our website with our clients, right? But if you keep a copy of those documents and someone steals your wallet, or if you lose your wallet, you know, something like that happens, you can actually maneuver the world. It'll be an inconvenience, but you can maneuver it if you have those documents. And has that ever happened to you, Brandon? Have you ever had No, your- I've not, but I, I've heard the horror stories before. And I know that vacation time, you know, things are busy. You're, you're 
back and forth, you know, doing different things that it's easy to even misplace those things um, with everything going on. So I, I think that's a great tip just to be prepared and for the worst there, you know, hope for the best, but, but be prepared for the worst if it were to come. Yes. Well, and it's simple. So, I mean, I'll tell you a personal story, a quick one. When I was in or on a vacation, I believe it was in San Francisco, mm-hmm. you know, I lost my wallet right at the beginning. And, you know, there was enough time that, you know, I could try to get some things overnighted, but it was a quick weekend trip. And I had a picture of my fifth third ID badge. I think I had a picture of my business card. I had a picture of some mail. I had some actual mail, I think, in my bag. You know, I brought my work bag with me. And so I use that. I, and I remember this very clearly when you were going through this. You know, and like. <laughs> we had a couple calls and you, I, I just, it, it yeah, blew my mind <laughs> what you had to do and the workarounds you had to make. Well, I think you were, yeah, you were my white flag though. Like you were the one that was like, I'll, sure, I'll, hey, sure. I'll, I'll overnight yep. you something, UPS. And you, you know, we were trying to figure that stuff out, you know, and, but you don't need it, you know, and that's really what it came down to. And there's, that's tiring. I know that makes people feel uncomfortable. Some of these travel tips may make you feel uncomfortable, but it never hurts to ask, you know, and that's really what it came down to is I made the phone call and they said it should be Okay. Just think about that. That's a really good piece of advice just to kind of have those in the background in case something poor happens. And I'll also say, if you have a couple credit cards or a couple checking accounts, debit cards, what I recommend to people as well is take one of those extra ones and put it in your suitcase, you know, maybe with 50 bucks or something like that. That way, in case your wallet does get stolen or your primary, you know, form of finances gets taken from you, you can have that as a backup. And that includes, and this is me being the younger guy that doesn't really like cash and doesn't really like credit cards either. If I lost my phone, right, there's no Apple Pay on my wrist. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where if you lose your phone or if you lose your wallet on the beach, on the river, on a mountain, having that backup in your suitcase is always a good idea. So keep them separated and never take it all out with you at the same time. You know, don't take your book bag with your extra debit card with you to the restaurant when you have your wallet. That's just kind of silly. So think about those types of things. Yeah, do that with and do that with cash and things as well. You know, just don't if, if you're going to bring a couple grand of cash on vacation, it's probably not good to have it all in your wallet. <laughs> you know. Well, the, the truth is don't bring a couple grand of cash with you on vacation. <laughs> well, that's true. If, no. if you need cash, you can go to an ATM. Like unless you're going Absolutely. And anywhere that you can't find an ATM, you don't need cash. I mean, that's kind of I mean, there's me being young, I guess, but uh yeah, be careful there. Uh, I think that's something else that people can make a big mistake with. You know, mm-hmm. um, I know it's it's not happened to me because I'm not a cash guy, but sure. I have heard the stories. You know, I, I mean, I would love to give older people a hard time when they tell me their cash and their gold stories. So yeah, be careful with that. Try to separate them. And then with cards, Brandon, you had mentioned earlier, um, you had a couple of good ideas around how to take advantage of potentially using credit cards or yeah. the types of cards, right? Yeah, well, when when you're looking at the at, at using a credit card for vacation, there's a protection about that. You know, there, there is when you use a credit card, and there's if there's fraud or if you lose that, you you have the bank to back you up to to help you get out of there. That's a lot easier than oh, I just lost a thousand dollars in cash. You know, that's like well, that ain't coming back. You know, unless you find it. So there's some protections by using cards. You know, take advantage of those protections. And when you're traveling. Most credit cards out there these days have some sort of perk attached to them. So uh, if you're planning ahead, you know, use a card that gets you gas perks, points, um, travel perks for flying. Um, Over time, you can really save a lot of money by using some of those perks. So 
take advantage of, I'm using my card anyways, why not take advantage of getting some of those uh, cash back or um, different rewards for those cards? No, it is good. And along those lines, like trying to take advantage of rewards, if you know that you're going to be staying at a type of hotel, sign up for their programs. I mean, sure. it doesn't typically take anything other than an email address. And, you know, it's it goes back to the micro strategies that we had talked about with the behavior gap, right? It's small mm-hmm. little things. And if you set little goals, and again, I'm sorry, I'm kind of going all over the place here. The behavior <laughs> gap is an illustrative series that tries to take financial concepts and life concepts and simplify them through a whiteboard illustration. And a gentleman named Carl Richards has created these. And each week we send out one of those illustrations along with some commentary. And the one from a few weeks ago was micro strategies. Small little things can make big progress long-term, like signing up for those programs. You know, I have a Chase Sapphire Reserve card, right? And it's a pretty great card because it has some great perks and things when it comes to traveling, which I haven't done in years because of COVID, um, which, you know, gave me an opportunity to look at those again. And it has traveler's <laughs> insurance, which is the next thing sure. on our list. You know, it's a good segue. Call your credit card companies, talk to your banks, because a lot of times they have traveler's insurance connected to that. And what traveler's insurance is, for those who don't know, you know, it is important domestically, but it's it's a lot more important internationally. In essence, if you're in a different country and, um, you know, you lose your baggage, if your flights get canceled, if you have to get into a situation where it's an unbelievable expense to change your travel, the insurance will help you out. And more importantly, if you're in a health insurance situation, it gives you temporary health insurance in those different countries so that if you break your leg doing something or if you have an ear infection, like I've already been to urgent care once on this vacation and we almost have been three times. So, you know, if we were in a different country, you you would definitely need something like that. So credit cards, hotel programs and travelers insurance kind of all go into that one financial piece that I think you can hammer them all together and you may even be able to walk away and save a little bit of money doing those pieces. Absolutely. So let's do a quick rapid fire. I know earlier before we even started the the podcast, you had some just basic little examples of things while you're on vacation that that you enjoy. And then I'll I'll run through. I've got just a few little savings tips as well, and then we'll wrap this part up. But tell me a few cool. of those things that we were discussing earlier. Yeah. So the first one is don't ever, ever travel behind anybody else except for me right? (laughs) And never travel behind me. And let me tell you what that means, right? So I travel in two ways. I travel like solo or with my wife. It's kind of similar. Um, Super light. I always have just what I need and nothing more. Maybe a couple extra pairs of underwear and socks. That's always a smart thing, right? But I mean, I travel super light. I'm through security in a flash. You know, I can't handle being in security. I want to fly through it. So if you see me with my wife or if you just see me or someone that looks like me, get behind me in that security line. If you see me, (laughs) yes, you do. If you see me with my wife in my stroller, run, run, (laughs) run. There is no way I can make it through TSA without setting off the alarm at least two or three times. Someone always has liquid in something that I didn't know about, right? We have a diaper bag. We have computer bags. We have some sort of technology. Remember my six multiple? Time is a six multiple when it comes to traveling, (laughs) right? So there's my rapid fire. When you're going down the line, avoid folks and families like me. The other (laughs) thing I'll tell you, um, always ask for an upgrade. You know, people at the front desk are human. 
They are not robots. They are just like you and me. And more often mm-hmm. than not, they're in a situation where they have the ability to give you a nicer room. Sometimes they can give you something as simple as maybe a free breakfast card or something like that. Um, my dad, you know, is kind of one of the ones that had kind of shared this with me. I know my father-in-law does this on a regular basis. I think it's a dad thing. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know, you talk to someone, you're nice to them, and they might be really happy to make your day by just giving you, you know, an extra you know, bottle of water. So always be interested in asking for those at traditional hotels. They're kind of looking to do those things. Um, And the last one I'll give, I know we're trying to wrap it up, rapid fire style, sunscreen, sunscreen, sunscreen. Ah, Right? This is what I will tell you. Nothing ruins a vacation quicker than a sunburn. And like, I'm going bald. And so like, it's more than just a joke at this point. Like I normally don't wear a ton of sunscreen. I am a tan guy. Um, when I go on vacation, I wear sunscreen or a sun shirt because that is a three day penalty box. You know, if yeah. you get a really bad sunburn, you're looking at the day that you got burnt, you're maybe you lose half that day, but the next three days you're not in a good place. So definitely be aware of that. Don't be a tough guy and, uh, yeah. <laughs> use sunscreen. So I've, I've been there several times in my life and it does, it does really affect, affect it negatively for a while. Um, I'll jump in, just give a few uh, quick kind of practical uh, savings ideas. Um, one thing that my family has always done is, you know, when we're doing a, a big family trip where everybody's getting together is we we try to do some grocery shopping when we get to, we get to our destination and not just eat out all the time. So if you're trying to save a little bit of, of cash, you know, go get some groceries. You know, you guys can, the whole family can split the bill there and um, eat in a little bit. The other thing too that, that you can do is... Uh, Try to plan to travel maybe midweek, you know, on the the back and forth too. You can get some cheaper hotel stays, things like that. Um, yeah, if, if good, you yeah. if you're able to plan it out, um, I know that doesn't always work just because a lot of times yeah. stays with your condo or you know the house that you're staying at is a weekend to weekend type thing. Friday but to Friday. if you yeah, if you can, that that's a way to to save a little bit of money. Um, and then the other thing too is when you're flying, um, look for when, when you're looking at ticket price ticket prices. You always want to you always looking for that round trip. If you look for one way trips both ways, sometimes you can get that actually cheaper. So if, if you're willing to do a little research, you can get that a little cheaper than than a round trip. Doesn't not not always, but it just depends on where you're going, what you're doing. Um, so. Yeah. What do you have, Tyler? I can tell. You, yeah, you yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I think the one thing that I had saw in there, too, that was kind of cool is it had said, uh, one of the travel sites that I would read, a lot more people are mm-hmm. flying to smaller airports mm-hmm. to save on money. And if their okay. intention was to rent a car or something anyway, you know, they'll fly to an airport that maybe is an hour and a half from their destination instead of 45 minutes. But then, you know, that extra 45 minutes, you know, in the grand scheme of vacation doesn't do a much, but Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes that money you save from flying a little bit further away makes your rental car, you know, half off for the week, or, you know, you can save a good amount of money there. And part of the vacation to me is always the journey. You know, I'm not saying it's the part of the vacation I enjoy, but it's definitely part of the vacation, you know, and if you're going to be in the car for a little bit and, you know, you've been in a plane, you want to drive around, you're probably going to hit up a Walmart or something. So, um, that, that's a brilliant idea, man. I like that. And if my multiple wasn't six, maybe we'd fly more. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Well, let's, let's wrap this up. One last thing I'll say before we move into our, our next topic is if you've, if you listen to the theme of what we talked about here, not everything was just a saving money strategy. 
And we constantly talk about, you know, we are more than financial planning. So our clients and anyone who has questions, concerns about, hey, we're planning for a trip. We're going to give you more than just that financial advice. We're going to give you all the tips and tricks that we've learned. So we love to help. We love to answer questions around um, taking trips. And we love to see our clients and our friends take trips in any way we can help. We are here for that. So please reach out. Thoughts at BBK Wealth if you have questions or concerns about traveling or need more tips on uh, money savings, things like that. All right. Yeah, I agree entirely. And if you want some cool ideas on travel too, we can always, you know, with all of our clients sharing with us all their trips and all their stories, Mm -hmm. if you want to go on a great vacation, I'm not a travel agent, but I certainly would love to share (laughs) with you some of those cool stories that uh, our clients have shared with us. And if you have a great vacation story or vacation strategy, share it with us. You know, I'm sure that we're going to be talking about this more this summer. And again, you know, we'll do another round of this next year when everyone kind of goes out on their summer break trip. Absolutely. Well, let's dive into a, uh, it looks like we've got a lot to talk about here. So we'll dive into one of our favorite, favorite parts here where we just talk about all the things that we love and what's going on and uh, what we're doing. And it uh, looks like we've been pretty busy. Yeah. <laughs> so where do well, you want to start, Tyler? Well, I know the last, <laughs> I know the cool thing here is I was kind of looking is um, all of these kind of have something to do with vacation. So this is just kind of a vacation themed episode, I suppose. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we got to start with the, the same place as we do every week, man. Like, are you still after Wordle? Are you still hitting I, the number? I, let's skip that. Oh, you missed one. <laughs> I missed one on 95. Five oh, away from wow. hitting my hundred. Yeah, man, I, I wish I knew. To, if I knew, I would have been like taking it more. Like, are you? Did I, you go I, back I, at I it, or have you quit? No, I'm I'm on day two now. It was the oh. day where it was um, what was it? I think it was gloat, and I got down to where it could be float, it could be bloat, it could be, and I just gave my best guess. I think I chose float, and the streak has ended. So oh, let's move man. on to the next topic. <laughs> I, I I don't even want to move on. Let's just quit. I like, I'm so disappointed. No, that's great, dude. Uh, what a great run though. 95. 95 so there's the streak. Yep. I mean, the number's been yep. set. If anyone beats 95, please let us know. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, I can tell you right now, I have not heard of a streak above the seventies. So, yeah. uh, well, yeah, it's hard because I mean, if you just have a busy day and you forget, that ruins your streak, you know? All right. Well, let's move on. Yeah. I really want to talk about Pokemon. We didn't talk about it last time. I know that you've been buying some stuff. I've pre-ordered a few new things. So what is going on in your Pokemon world right now? Yeah. So we we are working on Astral Radiance. So Astral Radiance okay. is the new, or not the newest, I guess, um, Pokemon yeah. card set. And by we, I mean uh, Caroline, my daughter, who's eight, mm-hmm. and Michael, who's five. So the three of us have been going through it, and we use that um, as we're going down on vacation. So it's kind of like yeah. one of the things we do in the car is they'll open up a pack of Pokemons, we read about them, we talk about them, things like that. So I've been I've been really, really enjoying this set that they came out with. It is very colorful, and the kids really enjoy it. There's a new um, planet that they kind of talk about, and so there's a YouTube show that the kids can watch on the side as well. We haven't done that yet, but that's on our list for one of our uh, rainy days. So it's been a lot of fun. And it's, as always, there's, it's just so much fun to open up a pack of cards, like just like baseball card style when I was little. So we're loving that, man. That's what we're working on right now. Yeah. I, uh, I did, I bought a a box of that. Just, I'm going to keep sealed for the collection. And you had sent me some pictures of a couple of the cards you opened up. I mean, it's just getting better and better as far as the artwork goes and, and just beautiful. 
if you're into that. <laughs> but I, I, yeah. I just, it's amazing what those artists can do on a, on a tiny card like that. Um, all the detail that can, that can be there, but yeah, I've, I've got that. And then there's another set coming right after that, that they're already pre-ordering and it's the, uh, they're somehow tying it to that Pokemon go game that a lot of people like to play on their phone. So be interested to see what that's all about. Um, I haven't dug that deep into it just yet, but yeah, just keep, keep moving forward with it. And I, I love to hear your stories of the, the kiddos open them up and all the excitement of that. Cause it is, it is fun to do. Well, we have so much fun, not only opening them, but then like we play too. So, I mean, it's, it's yeah. the double hit for us. And like, you know, my oldest daughter, Kate, a lot of times she'll take some of the cards and try to like trace them, you know, she's into coloring and those oh, types okay. of things. So yeah, it's been great. I mean, we, we still are loving it in a big way. So tell me what else has been going on then? Yeah, <laughs> we have, and it's been a year in the making of waiting, um, myself, my wife and my brother and sister-in-law were able to go to a Celtic woman concert and, uh, they came to Indianapolis and we absolutely love that style of music. Uh, I say we, as in myself, my brother, my sister-in-law, my wife's not that much into it, but she enjoyed doing it with us. Uh, it's not her style of music, but it's just fantastic. It was fantastic to just get a night away from, from kiddos and go watch the, go watch that concert. Um, I've, I've enjoyed the Celtic woman, that style, that music, that Celtic music since Yeah, I think back in college days, we, we saw my brother and I saw them when they were, they came through Purdue back when they really were popular to start off. So always okay. kind of followed, not kept up too, too much, but, um, a lot, the live concerts are just phenomenal. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I love the Celtic women. Like I, I, when you told me you were going, like it kind of caught me off guard only because I thought maybe I was the only one, you know what I mean? Like I didn't know a lot of, you know, so I, I think yeah. it's great that you went. I, I love that Brody loves it too. And when you made that comment about Jenny, like my head immediately goes to, you know, if that type of music isn't her type of music, which I would assume it is. And I'm, I'm just, mm -hmm. you know, from knowing Jenny well, you know, so I don't want to put you on the spot, but yeah. I mean, what, what is her favorite type of music? I don't know. <laughs> I ask okay, that question all the time. She, she all likes right. anything and everything. Um, okay. She was, it, it's funny enough. I'll, I'll say it. I, I don't mind. She, back when I first met her in the college days, she was into all the hip hop. Uh, yeah. That's what I thought. And all it's that like Maggie, type of thing. Yeah. These sweet yep. little nothing into flowers. All, you know, I've been know. listening to hip hop their whole life. And like you throw yep. on like, yep. God, what did I, what was on the other day? It was like ludicrous or like something, yeah, you know, yeah. from like 15 years ago, like Nas, yeah. you know, and like Maggie knew every, Mace, that's what it was. Every right. single word, you know? Exactly. Um, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, that's I funny. thought that's that what you funny. were going to say. That's why I didn't want to put you on the spot. So yeah. that's good. Well, I'm glad you guys got a chance to go down there. And uh, I always love hearing stories when people get out, you know, it's just kind yeah. of moving forward from uh, COVID and everything else. So getting out to a concert, mm -hmm. super cool. You know, the other thing that I wanted to give a, a, a shout out to, that's kind of a cool thing mm -hmm. here in the middle is, uh, we have some former coworkers and some great friends of ours are working in the mortgage world. And, you know, they open up an office right here with us in Lafayette. And by with us, I mean, in the same building. And, you know, I really wanted to give them a shout out here and Brandon, I think you can probably touch on it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. So they are with First Option Mortgage, and uh, we had worked in the in the banking world for for a long time. And just from the conversations with them, you know, just like we we try to do and want to do is really build relationships with our clients, and that that's the focus that that they're coming at it with too is 
they want to get to know folks really well and just make sure they're doing what's best for them. So, um, you know, we want to, we want to help them. Steve Stimmick is running their office right there below He's running the office and yeah, they're just, they're, they're, they're doing everything the right way. And I think anybody listening to this is probably thinking, wow, it's a mortgage right now. And look, I mean, rates are really high and things like it's, it it is tough, but I I know that they're, they're doing things the right way and they'll, they'll be very successful. Yeah. So, I mean, if at any point you're looking at, really at this point, it's new purchases is where the mortgage world is right yeah, now. Absolutely. Um, and then if you're doing a cash out refi, you know, they're still competitive. Interest rates have grown quite a bit. You know, inflation certainly contributes to that. And by having raising rates, I mean, it should also curb inflation at some point too. So it is a, a very com- complicated and complex world. And if you are in a position where you're taking on those types of huge debts, having someone local that can really help you through the process is great. And I'm really excited to have someone that I trust that's even in the same building as us to be able to help out with those types of things. Yeah, absolutely. So if you have questions about anything on that mortgage lending side, um, you can reach out to us and we can get you in contact. All right, man. So let's talk investing a little bit here. You know, for a couple of weeks in a row, a couple of weeks, a couple of episodes all the way through, we've mentioned digital currency and <laughs> we've kind of flirted with the idea of talking about it formally on the show and we just haven't been able to find the right spot yet. Yeah. And today's going to be the day, right? Yeah. So this is digital currency 101. I think what we, what we'll do is we'll kind of do a brief high level general discussion about it now. And then I think in the future we'll dig a little deeper, but we want to kind of start from the, the, the beginning there and give that talk. And I'm going to, I'm going to kind of ask Tyler a few different questions around the basics of it. And then uh, you can give me your your quick couple minute answers on each of those. Sound good? Yeah, I think that's perfect. All right. So when we talk about digital currency, we hear the word DeFi thrown around a lot. And I, I think that a lot of people hear that and they just kind of brush it over and like, I, I don't know what that is and move on. But it's really important when we have this discussion, we've got to take it to that that part of it and what, what DeFi means. And that leads us to the rest of the, the crypto or digital currency talk. Yeah. So what is DeFi? Yeah. So DeFi in, in simplest terms is decentralized finance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I have the first conversation with folks about digital currency, this is the place that I always start is that we are working in a world right now. And by we, I mean, all of us, it's not a Royal, we of traditional finance. And what traditional finance means is that we all have our own money. We all have our own jobs. We earn our money. But we work in an environment where there's a third party involved in the economy, which is the banking system, correct? So that's kind of the basic tenet that people need to understand is that decentralized finance is just the opposite of centralized finance. (laughs) So centralized or traditional finance is what we have right now. So to illustrate it, you know, and we'll have a link to this resource in the show notes, but there's a couple different, five different main points that kind of separate the two different worlds, right? So in a traditional finance environment, if you walk into a bank or if you decide to open up an account with us, either way, you're gonna have to share your personal da- data with us, right? Mm-hmm. We need to have your personal data to work as your fiduciary to set up an account on your behalf, right? Um, what in a decentralized finance arena, if you're in a position where you're going to be using the digital currency, um, you won't have to disclose your personal details to a third party. That's one of the biggest differences that people like. So that's the cryptocurrency piece of it. 
right? The cryptographic okay. coding of it is your personal information will always stay personal. So you will have to disclose that, you know, you have a username or a wallet where money will be transferred back and forth. And we're getting into a little bit more of the weeds, but to stay on the high level, the biggest difference between the two is to set up a traditional account or a centralized account, you need to share your user information. To set up a decentralized account, you'll be able to keep some private information private, correct? Correct. All right. So moving on from that, what is cryptocurrency specifically? So cryptocurrency specifically is the non-fungible or the digital currency that you can hold that you can use for something. So specifically, Bitcoin is the digital currency that most folks are using or not using necessarily, but it is the most popular, the most mainstream. Bitcoin. We, we hear Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yes, Bitcoin and Ethereum are the two major ones. So Ethereum is going to be a digital currency that's going to be used uh, on a more regular basis. It's set up on a different system than Bitcoin, but those are the two major currencies that people are referencing or you're hearing about um, in the mainstream news right now. Correct. Back to the DeFi and the cryptocurrency, kind of where they blend together. Mm -hmm. The reason that the decentralized finance world is gaining so much traction is because of its speed. I think that is something that people are going to gravitate towards. And eventually, Bitcoin, digital currency, I believe, won't be an investment as much as it'll become a utility. And the example that I always use is if you decide to make a payment to somebody, right? If you want to send a check to somebody to pay them, you know, we call it an ACH. I believe it's called, it's an automatic clearinghouse, right? So it takes two to three days. So, you know, I'm going to pay you, Brandon, $100. So when I give you that check and then you put it in the bank, the bank has to verify with the other bank that the money is actually in the account. And then once the verification mm -hmm. process is done, then the transfer of money goes back and forth. That's what a bank does. With digital currency, you don't need the bank. In the decentralized finance world, by eliminating the middleman, which is kind of the conversation we've been hearing in a cyclical nature for the last 40 to 50 years, right? Mm -hmm. Is that when technology or when someone creates that ability to eliminate a middleman, it's disruptive. And that is why this has gained so much attention and why it's so unbelievably disruptive is that by eliminating the banks or by eliminating the traditional finance world and going back to the traditional barter system where if you said you had $100 and then you're going to pay me $100 for that service, we click a button on our phones, we click a button on our computers or however we do it, it's going to go directly from you to me. We don't need the person in the middle anymore, right? Yeah, There's a way to protect our information. So that's why I'm investing in it because I believe in the disruptive nature of it. And I'm not always right, <laughs> right? And we've had a couple, you're laughing and I know where you're going to go with this next, right? So go ahead, tell tell the uh, our our friends and our clients here what what the giggles about when I said I'm not always right. Well, I, I think I, I was just kind of laughing just because as we're talking, we've had a, a kind of a big dip in digital currency and Huge. things like that. Yep. Um, <laughs> and I think that people watch that and don't understand the technology behind it. You know, we've we've done a lot more research to really understand. Like this is a long term thing that we, we really believe in, um, people are, people get a little worried, you know, they think, Oh, it's just, it's just too volatile to this, to that. Um, but I think we, we need to get that, that basic understanding and that's where we're, we want to educate. Um, but I was going to lead that into 
part of our investment talk that we, we've done several times is, is talk about specific investments that we like. And if someone comes in and says, well, I don't know that I'm ready to buy Bitcoin, or I don't know that I'm ready to buy into Ethereum, do I have another option in that space where it's not so direct? And I know yes. that um, we've talked a lot about Coinbase, and that is an investment that some of our clients um, are invested in, we've invested in. And uh, I think that's a good way to maybe dip your toes a little bit into into that space without being direct into that space. Yes and no. So tell yeah. me a little bit and about so, Coinbase on that. Yeah. And that that's kind of where I, I thought you were going. I, I'm a yeah. huge, huge, huge proponent of digital currency. So when Coinbase came out as a publicly traded company, did I try to get into it on the first day? No, I didn't, <laughs> right? And the reason I didn't was only because I didn't have access. If I had access mm-hmm. to it, I probably would have gotten into it on the first day. I'm not going to... I'm not going to pretend otherwise, you know, and I would have lost even more money. You know, I, I think that's what it comes down to. I, I ended up, you know, when it first came out and it made its first run, it went from like around 300, I think, and it jumped up to the 350, 370 area. I think 368 or so was the high. Okay. And now it's trading in the 50s? Uh, 5190 as of yesterday. Okay. So I did not buy in at 370 or 300. I do think that we have a tremendous amount of clients and my own personal wealth that, that jumped in in the 200s. And the reason that we did, and I still stand behind it, is that there's going to have to be some sort of retail opportunity for digital currency as an investment. And Coinbase was kind of the first to the show. You know, I still believe that Coinbase is going to be a great company. I think just like so many other companies when they first are created, they end up realizing they need to make money in a different way. And I think Coinbase is going to be able to do that. Um, they're certainly not the first company that has struggled out of the gates, but they are right, right. involved in a very volatile world and it's disruptive. I believed in it at 250. I kind of believed in it at $300. Um, I believed in it at 200, 150, 100. Like I still believe in it now. So <laughs> If someone is open to having technology in their portfolio during an inflationary time, which is not great, um, (laughs) this is one of the companies you want to go after. Because if it does take off, you can make an unbelievable amount of money. It's just hard. It's hard when you lose a lot of money to begin with. So this is not one of our best investment stories right now. and I'm very confident in the fact that not only will Coinbase continue to progress, I, I do think it's still a good company, uh, but the digital currency world in general will continue to be disruptive. So Absolutely. we got to find ways to make money, to integrate ourselves into it in a responsible way. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully once we get through some of the geopolitical issues that are kind of putting a lot of pressure on this right. as well, then at that point, everything's a lot easier when the momentum's going in the green direction, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So to kind of wrap this up, you know, we'll, we will get more in detail over time. Uh, but if you want to learn more about digital currency, learn more about Coinbase, please reach out. We do, we can offer that opportunity and cause you're hearing it everywhere. It's not going mm-hmm. anywhere by any means. And um, we have the ability to, to offer that to our clients and, can give provide a lot of education around it too. Cause I think a lot of folks just hear about it, but don't quite understand it. So we can provide that education as well before we, we make a move into something like that for our clients. 
Yeah. And maybe it's even a video or something. You know, I, I think it's a hard, it's a hard thing just to listen to. So sure, um, sure. we'll work on that challenge together and I'm sure we'll be able to come up with a great way for everyone to be able to learn a little bit more about this. And if for nothing else, you know, providing yourself with some education as we move forward, technology is not going to stop. We all know that. So, all right, man. So let's, let's go right into it. You know, I've been talking about vacations all week. Um, I've referenced, you know, being part of a community and the beauty of fellowship over the course mm-hmm. of the podcast so far. Um, you know, I'm going to echo that, you know, we are actually going to have one of our first advertisements our, our marketing, I guess is more important, um, for BBK down here in the Indianapolis area. And, mm-hmm. uh, the big tagline on the top of it, BG is what are you grateful for? Right. Um, and it's been a great thing for us. So, Talking about that community and everything else, I want to extend it a little bit farther. You know, having you mm-hmm. as part of my community and Cody um, being able to support our clients and, you know, some of these different business ed- ideas that we're going through has been great. Yeah. And the community of other advisors, too. You know, we've been able to lean on so many other advisors in this space that have been able to provide us with content and resources, as well as some encouragement and success of, you know, how to make this independent world work and how to disseminate and share information in a great way. So I'm really appreciative for everybody right now, kind of making the business world move along and get the momentum moving in the right direction. Yeah. You, you mentioned other advisors in this independent space. I've been amazed at that very thing. I I'm used to being in a corporate world where it was always, you always hear the word of competition, competition, competition. And I just don't, I don't, Feel that anymore in this independent space. Every advisor wants to help help each other out to just get better and better. And we keep feeding off of each other and sharing what we're doing. And um, it's been amazing of what we've learned just through that. Just sitting down, having coffee with other advisors, other folks in the industry. Yeah. No, it has been great. I love it a lot. All right, man. Let, let's scoot on over into the uh, family side. I, I feel like we've been doing a ton of vacation talk and this has been pretty family light for us. Normally it's... Uh, yeah. A lot more of it. So um, I want to dive in real quick and just say like T is a parrot right now, man. So Thomas, <laughs> my, my youngest one is a parrot and having him around, that is something that's a lot of fun. So if you have a three-year-old, two-year-old, four-year-old, like in that general area, yeah, you know, when they start just kind of repeating everything that you say, mm-hmm. that's kind of the world that I'm in right now. You got to be careful. <laughs> oh, I'm having a lot of fun with it, man. I'm having so much fun with it. And if anyone that knows me, they know I got a huge smile on my face right now. And <laughs> when anybody repeats anything that I say, uh, it is it is always a fun game for me. So that's yeah, that's one of the really cool things that's going on over on this side, man. How are your boys? What's going on over there? They are doing really well. Roman right now is uh, in swim lessons. So he he absolutely Good. loves that. We My wife and I watch uh, another friend's younger son uh, a couple of days during the week and he gets to go and do swim lessons as well. So they have a great time doing that. My niece and nephew are doing it with them as well. So, um, I don't, I, based on timing, I don't really get to go and, and watch them do it, but Jenny's always sending me pictures and videos yeah. of them popping around in the water. Um, so they're, they're loving that. And that's that the whole idea of sunscreen. I'm glad that they're doing it in the mornings because yeah, you, yeah. you know, Tyler, like my family is the pale skinned family <laughs> of all, <laughs> you know, so we're doing good there. We just celebrated Roman's uh, seventh birthday. So uh, had a, had a party. We had to do the party a couple of weeks later just to how busy yeah, everything is like right now. Seven years old. Seven years yeah, old. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. And we had a good time. And I, last, last episode, I talked about our adventure, our epic adventure. He yeah. got some Zelda shields and more swords and 
Okay. Uh, more adventures to come because he that's one thing he's loving is these little plastic weapons and ninja stars and different things. So I love it. We, we got some more uh, make-believe uh, epic adventures we got to go on. So uh, but we'll do that. And I wanted to just mention, you know, one thing that I'm, I've been very grateful for and the opportunity is uh, after a Roman's party, I'll kind of tie it into that, but my grandparents had asked, you know, hey, we're, they're about an hour and a half away from us. And they're like, hey, can we just take Roman home with us for the rest of the weekend, you know, when after the birthday party? And then my parents had asked to, hey, can we take Cohen, you know, after we leave for the party too? And um, it gave Jenny and I an, just a great day and yes. um, a day and a half or so of just, I, I just called it our date day. You know, we got to, we watched some movies at home, got to go out and eat and just, have a little bit of recuperation time from the wildness. And with the preparing for birthday parties and things like that, it was just phenomenal. So I'm very thankful for family who, you know, love our kiddos and want, want to take them. And Well, that's because you have nice kids. I have nice kids. Is that what yeah. it is? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, kids are a delight. And, and it was good for Cohen to spend some, It's I think it's good for Cohen by himself to spend time with some family. Yes. So he got to go with my parents, just him. Yeah, so I'm really grateful for that. Got to have a date day and just kind of do whatever we wanted for a day and a half. And then the the craziness comes back, but it, it's really good. I, I enjoy every minute of it. That's awesome, man. Are you doing anything special for the 4th? Yeah, for the 4th. So we are uh, a family from church, has, always has a big event, always has the whole church over on the 4th, and they do a big grill out thing. And then I think we have a lot of choices on what we want to do as far as going to see fireworks, things like that. A lot of times we've spent... My brother lives just uh, a block off of the, the the golf course downtown Lafayette, and they always do they always do fireworks where we can just sit in the backyard, just our families, you know, and still That's see cool. it really well. So I don't know if we're going to do that again or Delphi, where our church is. They have a good a good fireworks show. So um, we haven't really come to all the the details on that because I have a good friend who's coming into town from New Jersey who's staying with us oh, for cool. a week over the fourth. Um, right. So he is from Singapore, and so he doesn't like always follow all the specific, um, you know, United States holidays and things like that. So I'm hoping I can just kind of share a little bit about that of our culture and things like that as well. So we'll see, we'll figure it out. It'll be wild. <laughs> what about you? Yeah. Well, this year we're going home to visit my parents. Uh, so we will be visiting them and they have a bunch of people up there at the lake that they spend the fourth with. They'll have fireworks around the lake and everything. So a very similar type of family uh, weekend and celebrations. And, uh, the cool thing they do though, is so everyone has golf carts up there. So they live on Seneca Lake in New York is where they live. And like, it, it was a, it's a glacial lake. So it was created as a glacier moved South along New York there off of the great lakes. Mm. And there's steep embankments. So most people kind of live up above the lake and you can look out over it, but then you have a golf cart that you drive down to the lake, things like that. Okay. So anytime they get an opportunity to do something silly with their golf carts, they do. And so everyone will decorate their golf carts in 4th of July, whatever. And it's turned into pretty much like a Halloween show. But I mean, everyone just decorates oh, okay. their golf carts and they have a golf cart parade. So we haven't done this in a long time. We did it, I think, when the kids, maybe like four or five years ago. Uh, so it'll be fun. You know, I'm going to put like bubble machines up on top and streamers. Oh, like we're going to go all out. The, the kids gonna be, are going to love that. Every yeah, bit it's going to be that, pretty, for yeah, sure. That's going to be pretty sweet. I'm excited about it. So. Okay. All right, man. I think that's about it. So like, as we're wrapping this up, you know, today was a vacation heavy type of episode. Uh, if anything that we said kind of created a question or an idea kind of in your head, please email us thoughts at 
bbkwealth.com. Uh, we'd love to be able to help you out, kind of talk through any issues you may have, or just if you have great ideas, please share them with us as we continue to grow. If you do want more information, if you want the more analytical piece of digital currency or the specifics of planning for fifteen or $30,000 a year for travel, uh, reach out to us. We do have the tools and the resources there. And uh, at the very least, we'll be able to send you some great information to kind of put you in the right direction. So uh, we would love to be able to help you with that. As we move into next episode, on the next episode, we're going to touch base on digital currency again. I think that's another important thing. And maybe go a little bit more in depth on Bitcoin. We can kind of hit some of the top level four or five points on that. I think that would be great. And then kind of on a consistent basis, uh, we'll hit one of the major areas of financial planning again. You know, and Absolutely. cash flow planning is our our go to. So I'm sure over the course of the next couple of weeks, a client's going to bring a couple ideas to us, and we'll bring them to all of you to share along the way. And then, Brandon, is there anything else you want to add here before we completely wrap it up? Yeah, well, I was just going to say we're going to continue to share as we get through the summer. We're going to share about different events happening locally and ways that we're getting involved. So. Stay tuned for more information on Meals on Wheels and uh, some other ways that we're getting involved in the community. And coming up here in Lafayette is uh, on July 9th, and I'll talk about it in the next episode as well, is Mosey Down Main Street. It's probably the biggest event in downtown Lafayette, and um, that's where our office is located here in Lafayette. That's where we want to really get to know the community better and other businesses. So I know Absolutely. my family on July 9th from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m., and that's going. We're going to be there. We're going to hang out. There's concerts and vendors, just food, all of the above you, you can find. So we're going to go enjoy that. And if anybody wants to join us, uh, just reach out. Let us know. We'd love to meet up with you. I'm going to try. I mean, that's the game plan. You know, I think yep. it's it's going to be it's going to be a a tight call, but I, I think I'm going to be sure. able to make it happen. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll probably just be me and the girls, uh, but yeah. it's going to be exciting. I can't wait to get up there. So it'll lead to some good stories to tell. I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us again this week. And uh, we really look forward to having you join us again in two weeks on our next episode of thoughts from the pickup line. Have a good one, everyone. Thanks for listening in. If you have any questions or would like clarification on the topics discussed in this episode, or you'd like to share topic ideas for future episodes, please reach out by email to thoughts at bbkwealth.com. And if you'd like to learn more about BBK Wealth and the services we provide, you can find more info on our website, bbkwealth.com, or on Facebook at BBK Wealth. And as a quick reminder, our thoughts shared on this podcast are just that, our thoughts and not specific advice. If you'd like advice on anything discussed, please reach out. Lastly, if you are looking to start your own podcast and like the production and quality of our episodes, check out our producer, Jared White, at jaredwhitemedia.com. Again, thanks for listening in, and we look forward to you joining us next time on our Thoughts from the Pickup Line. <laughs>